0: What do you want? Scream Queens. Listen, I am two seconds away from calling
1: the police. Scream Queens horror podcast. What do you want? Scream Queens horror podcast to your death. Something is trying to get inside my body, and you want to sleep with me. They
0: give me those shoes. They're mine. Give them back to me.
1: Well, a boy's best friend is his mother. Hey, shouldn't you be folding towels somewhere, snipping jockstrap? It is time to keep your appointment with the Wicca Man. It rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. What have you done to its eyes? I see no manhood between your legs. You're going to meet that now. <laughs> the living dead.
0: They're coming to get you, Barbara. Get away from her, you bitch. It was an asylum and it was hell. Twenty years of pure
2: hell.
1: The devil wins sometimes. Wouldst thou like to live deliciously?
0: They're gonna laugh you! To a new world of gods and monsters. In my head was snow. but there was a the. bit yeah. of when,
3: when she looked out the window. Oh, maybe.
2: Snow and Welcome I... to Screamin' Queens, by the way, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> You've come in in the middle of a conversation. We were talking about whether the film we watched tonight was christmas enough. Yeah. Martin imagined snow, but there, there was a bit of snow. No, there was snow. I thought there was a Christmas tree, but there was no Christmas tree.
3: There's Christmas lights. It's christmas lights on snow, and it's set on Christmas Eve.
0: I think it's a measure of the film. that It's so disturbing that you project things onto it to make it nicer. I <laughs> just yes. imagine nice things.
2: I'm actually shocked that there wasn't a Christmas tree because the, imagine all of the horrible fun they could have had with the Christmas tree as mm, well. Yeah. Like smashed up baubles, like jammed in your eyes and stuff like that. Although I think it's probably a character thing, isn't it? That, that she wouldn't have the house... No. I at all. No. My house isn't crispy this this year, you know. I haven't bought Christmas tree Have you I'm going to Scotland for
3: Christmas,
2: so it didn't bother? So this is the Screaming Queen's Christmas special. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. And uh, none of us have got Christmas trees up.
1: I'm wow. I've got one in the booth of the car that I just can't be. asked to take them upstairs and put them on. Yeah. I don't have
2: one, to be fair. I actually really wanted to find, but I've, I've run out of time. I wanted to find a Krampus statue, like a life-sized Krampus, no, to put in the window and wrap with fairy lights, mm-hmm. but I, I just left it too late, so, you know. Unless anyone out there's got one.
1: I did buy like some new Christmas decorations, and one of them was um, Jerry from the Spice Girls booth. I'm just can. The like, actual booth? Well, yeah, that's not oh, it's like a full It's I thought like she was selling them on eBay because she got <laughs> your, Like,
2: blue can shoulders with a, with a, a clothes from the Breathe video. Stop it, did she? She blue can shoulders, yeah. And apparently, there's, there's a legend going around that when Left Eye died from TLC, Left Eye's left eye was on eBay. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> my name's Jonathan Larkin. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's
2: probably quite
0: appropriate for this film. <laughs> it, it is. Yes, it is. It really is. Yeah, a left eye or a right eye? Yes. And my name's Martin <laughs> I'm John Butler. <Ball>. I'm traumatised. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Stephen Moore.
2: Um, Stephen Moore. Um, I've got photographs to prove his trauma that I'm, I'm going to put up with this with this episode. So you'll be able to find them on Twitter if you if you look at for hd 99 You'll okay. see. The look on this camp canary's face when um, <laughs> he watched the film he watched. Sorry. So, it's our Christmas special. Happy Christmas, everyone.
1: Happy Christmas.
2: Merry
0: Christmas.
2: <laughs> Happy Christmas. Yeah. Whatever. Um, we've been eating mince pies and we've been watching a Christmassy film, especially for this episode. Um, last year, we did... Did we do Mr. James last year? Yeah, we did. Yeah. And then we did the Krampus one Krampus. one year. And we've done Black Christmas, the original as well. Yeah.
1: But that wasn't a Christmas. Was it, it was, just for the Halloween? I think it was
2: just a hell of it. Cause our uh, first episode was Christmas and that wasn't. Uh, okay. So we've done yeah, so we've done Christmassy things in the past, so we thought that this year for Christmas we would do something a little bit alternative. That's not necessarily seen as a Christmas movie. But um did you say the other day, if Die Hard's a Christmas movie, then this movie's a I Christmas. I think so, movie. yeah,
3: because none of the plot of Die Hard really Depends on it being Christmas. It's just set at Christmas. Mm. So it's set on Christmas Eve. There's a Christmas party. If that's if that's a Christmas film, then this is. Yeah. It's set on Christmas Eve. You see some Christmas lights. It's snowing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So our Christmas film tonight came up in the middle of all of the French new wave extreme horror movies that that appeared in the noughties. We've talked um, about these films before. We, we covered Switchblade Romance, a.k.a. High Tension. A few months back, which we all really enjoyed, mm-hmm. and that was like blood-soaked slasher homage type of film. And um, the, so there were quite a few of those films around at the time. There was High Tension, there was Martyrs, which is like probably the most famous one. Did we to do an
0: episode
3: on Martyrs? We done yeah, it
2: yet. we done I, it yet. I saw the remake. That oh. trauma uh, yeah. in a different way. Yeah. Um, there was a film called Them. There were a few. There were a few. Frontiers was another one around that time. But my favorite of all of them is the film that we're going to discuss tonight. So it's set on Christmas Eve. Um, it's about a young, expectant mother who's been recently widowed in a car crash, and we are led to believe that um, you know she was pregnant during that car crash. She almost lost the baby, but she didn't. But she did lose her other half, Matthew. Um, and Sarah is alone on Christmas Eve. She's going to go into hospital the next day to have labour induced because she's, like, busted at the seams with this baby. And then there's a knock at the door and somebody outside, a woman, wants help because her car's broke down. But then she quickly reveals herself to know who Sarah is, know that she was in an accident and know that she's all alone. And she wants to come inside. Oh, and man. she wants to get at what's inside Sarah. And the film's called Inside. <laughs> 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 Inside is the film.
1: Elle connaît mon nom, elle connaît tout l'histoire, elle. Moi, tu en veux
2: Um, so, we've all, three of us have seen it before, but Stephen hadn't, so I was quite intrigued to watch Stephen's face as we watched the film, because I know it's quite an extreme experience. What are your immediate reactions to it, Stephen? It was
1: really intense. Like, as far as gore goes, I'm normally pretty okay. I don't really get bothered by much, but I think that's the most I've ever winced and squammed in my seats ever, like, from watching something. Very intense. Thank you. Oh good, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. And overall, I'll probably give you later once I've digested it all, but I enjoyed the go. I'm Hmm. not sure about the rest. You're still hung up on that poor cat. Not forgetting that. Mm. (laughs) Martin, thoughts?
0: Well, I had seen it before, and I feel like I've been punched in the (laughs) head. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Um, No, I enjoyed it, but it is, it's just, it's... um, it is relentless. Yeah, Jonathan. I um, I think the first time I saw it, I watched this with a double
3: bill of uh, Martyrs as well. I watched I watched Inside and then Martyrs right straight after it. So any film that can make Martyrs feel a bit tame, you know, it's uh, <laughs> quite extreme. I was a little bit disappointed in Martyrs after this. I was thinking, well, you know, the film before it was a bit more extreme. Mm. <laughs> yeah,
2: it is an extreme one. Yeah, definitely.
3: I think for me, it,
2: it is the peak of the, the yeah. French extreme. For me. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I prefer it to most of them because it's so quick. It's on for like yeah. an hour and 17 minutes or something. Yeah. Uh, it just gets straight to it. There's like 10 minutes of, of like backstory, and then boom, you're straight in there. Yeah. No bullshit. No bullshit. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't pull any punches whatsoever. Um, and for me like the the whole thing with martyrs, that's such a heavy depressing film. Yeah. Whereas this film you it's sort of too fast for you to get yeah. depressed by. It. You're just horrified yeah. for the whole time and you're you're thinking, Oh my god, what the fuck is she gonna do next?
1: Yeah. I think I preferred Switchblade. Oh okay. I just felt like there was more whimsy and fun. Whimsy <laughs> Whimsy and fun. <laughs> there's
0: just there's
1: just something more fun about that story. There was just like a little bit more to it, it was a bit ridiculous and stupid and Fun is this was just like it was like a show real of like great effects and grimness yeah and good villain but i think she's I a brilliant think, villain yeah, yeah i like i love that yeah but i don't think that there's anything more to it beyond its kind of surface level okay that's me yeah I
2: I love, so my my favourite thing about this whole film is the villain. Mm. I think Beatrice, so it stars Beatrice Dahl, it stars Alison Paradis, who we discovered is the younger sister of Vanessa Paradis, who you will all know from Mm. her her 80s hit.
0: Je Le Taxi.
2: And her 90s hit.
0: Um, Be My Baby. Be My Baby.
2: (laughs) And her noughties film hit. Knife and Heart, which we... Uh, not Naughty, it's Tens... Hmm. Was that last year? Last year, wasn't it? it was last year. Last year, wasn't it? Yeah. Knife and Heart, which was the film that we covered, which was like a jello-y and in- inspired... Yeah, I like that. It's ...gay good. porn yeah, set, it was, uh, slasher type of thing. And she was in that, so that's what Finesse Parity is known for now. Um, but her sister, Alison Paradise plays Sarah, who's the heroine, and Beatrice Dahl, who is an iconic French actress who, who burst onto the screen in the 80s with Betty Blue... She she plays the villain, who is referred to throughout in all of the synopses as La Femme, La Femme, and I, so I, my favorite thing about the film is her. I think I love her silhouettes we've done before. Mm. She's like in this gothic corsetry, and she's just sort of floats about the place. She, you don't know, you don't know how she got into the house. They mm. don't even explain it. She just sort of floats backwards and forwards from from the um, from the camera, and she she just reminds me of Michael Myers.
0: Mm. See, I thought the police left the front door open right. when they were, when they were leaving. The door, I thought the door was only partly closed. Okay, maybe. So I think that she's. She, they didn't close it properly. Yeah, the police were pretty stupid. They were stupid. I like they didn't make like an explanation. Have they you didn't really cared? Yeah, no. She was just in. Yeah. She, she was just in and i think she's she is an amazing villain and you don't she's dressed amazingly she <laughs> yes. yeah but actually she doesn't need to be there's just something actually about beatrice darl yeah the way she just carries herself and mm. and her face mm. i can't even say it's expressions on her face because there isn't necessarily yeah. dramatic expressions on her face but there's yeah. something about how she carries herself it's yeah. just pure psychotic evil
2: there's a there's a charisma to her and i think one minute she can be quite graceful in the way mm. she moves and then the next minute she's like a fucking wild animal yeah um and i i disagree about it being like a surface level type experience because i think what sets her apart as a villain is she brings pain mm. she brings pain into it and you you feel like you don't know until towards the end why she's doing what she's doing. You get a bit of an idea, don't you? Yes. You get the gist. But she's got this pain about her, this like this rage, and I think that sort of gives it another, another little level to it. And you've got these two women who are fighting over this, the one thing that's most precious to both of them. Um, yeah, there's just something more to it for me. But maybe that's because I've seen it about 400 times. So <laughs> I've, I've picked it all out a bit, really.
0: I think there's something around, there's all this, there's all this drama going on inside a home, and yet what is Exactly. (laughs) no I know, that's why I purposely said that, because it is inside the home, but actually constantly through the film, or certainly the first part of the film, they're constantly referring to um, riots and disturbances Mm. and the youth being violent and setting fire to cars and stuff in the suburbs and the outskirts, the outside of Paris, Mm. and... You and the outside of Paris is predominantly working class suburbs and it's people from North Africa Mm -hmm. and Muslim communities. So there's all this hysteria over stuff that you get the impression is okay, there's stuff going on but it isn't necessarily that bad, but people are making a lot of it. Yeah. And yet there's this woman. Yeah. Fighting for a life, yeah, and nobody's taking it serious. Yeah, and nobody's bothered it really. It's quite interesting,
2: <laughs> that isn't it? I because I I noticed that. So in so the premise of the film is um Sarah and Le fighting fighting out in this in the, alone inside this house, whilst the police are all distracted because a it's Christmas Eve and b it's in the middle of all the Paris riots, mm-hmm. isn't it? Um, and Frontiers, which is another. French extreme film from around similar times. And that
3: was set Jordan, that was set in the same. That's set riot, in the same
2: right? riots and it's about these kids who escape the riots, escape the police, and end up uh, on the outskirts of town and ends up in a brothel that mm. turns out to be run by Nazis and they're all um, they're all like Muslim descent. So it's like it's you know becomes that. Um, so I thought that was interesting. But what you got is you have got these riots where you know it's a lot of the a lot of the onus is placed on the working class or the immigrant mm. type community. Um, but the but what's happening in this film is two probably quite well to do white women knocking the fuck out of each other yeah. covering their this precious white house everything is white yeah in blood and then um when the put there's a point where the police come into the come back to the house with one of the Muslim boys mm. in the back seat and he gets dragged into it and he's like I just wanna go home yeah. you know he's like, Well leave me alone I've not even doing anything. Yeah. I don't
0: even you know, me IT, look at my IT, it doesn't even yeah. Yeah, or even
1: involved in any car crime or anything. Yeah. 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 I want to be swayed, by the way, but that's why I'm not giving the overall... Yeah. I, I want. I feel like there might be stuff, like you're saying, that maybe I just didn't pick up on. Yeah. Because it's that visually in your fucking face. It really is. It takes mm. a few
2: watches, I think.
1: Then Definitely. I think the subtle bits are just probably mm. somewhere in the back of my mind.
2: So, early on in the film... She goes for a scan. Sarah goes for a scan. The very beginning of the film. And the encounter with the nurse, I think, is really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fucking weird. It's so strange. You, it's, she's that weird that you you think she might be the villain mm. of yeah. the film. So the actress is called Dominique Frott. Um, and so this scene is, like, just outside of the... She's just had the scan. Sarah's just had the scan. And this nurse comes and sits next to her and says, she's, like, saying... Oh, it's horrible having the first kid. It took me 13 hours. It was murder. I was in so much fucking pain. He put me through all that, then he was born dead anyway. Yeah. Oh, and then she likes a ciggy. <laughs> so she, like, smoke and blow and blow and ciggy smoke all over the in girl. In the <laughs> she
1: is towards. the most French thing you could possibly do. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But she's such a strange, impish little woman, isn't she? I love when she
1: calls her a... Um... She calls her a twat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, nurse, the, nurse, the nurse says to her... She doesn't she get
0: challenged over smoking, she just turns to Sarah and says, Everyone here is full of shit. <laughs> yeah, and Sarah's response is to shout it, sort of speaking to her <laughs> ear, yeah.
1: and it's but in French it sounded more like, Cunt, but it was flat, mm. wasn't it? Yeah, it was twat. like, <laughs> was yeah, like,
2: <laughs> fucking brilliant, absolutely brilliant.
3: Maybe if you translated it to twat, you'd get a lower rate and more thought come to be harder than I don't think you were worried about the rating mm. no but in America no yeah. can be, you know, there can be loads of violence
1: but as long as no one swears it's fine no yeah. no
3: no. as long as no one as as not any tits we're like,
1: Yeah. No. Mm. <laughs> this is like got abortion scares all over it so I don't think the Americans would be okay with it
2: <laughs> so Sarah's alone but um, she's got a mum hasn't she Louise who's like the sort of
3: she never calls her mum though does she no she no.
2: calls her Louise Sarah's quite a sulky bitter type person isn't she
1: she calls her mum when she's telling Oh yeah, only when, when she's, she's killed. Only when mum. Yeah. Stabbed her.
2: She calls her it's interesting, she calls her Louise only. Yeah. But then right at the end when that's she's cool. she shouts mommy, yeah. just as she's that as the finale is unfolding.
1: Yeah, yeah I think it, that's meant to be like it's a strange relationship, isn't it? But then yeah. at that point when everything else comes on, you just fucking forget it Yeah, now
2: you want your mum. Yeah, yeah. now nah, you want
1: your mum.
2: So she's got mm-hmm. Louise, and she's got her boss Jean Pierre, who she's got a bit of a close relationship mm-hmm. with, hasn't she? Because said so mean, as a photographer, I don't know whether she's a journalist or a photojournalist
1: so or something. Because he's like the
0: editor of something. Yeah, and um,
1: it... and he talks about all the writers being bad as well. So I wasn't sure if she did more than just just take the pictures. Maybe she was
2: actual
1: mm. reporter as well.
2: And they talk about um, that if she wasn't. Pregnant on Christmas Eve, she would be photographing the riots, mm-hmm. so that makes me think she is a photojournalist type thing. Um, so yeah, all alone at home to be like the um, the Milky Puke dream with the CGI baby coming out of her mouth. Amazing,
3: <laughs> it, it reminded me a little bit of a, uh, like a Fultz, something Fultz would do because the cat, specifically, the, yeah. like cat in the brain, what's not cat in the brain, I saw with the cacos and Thai people, <laughs> the black cat, black cat, and, yeah. It has a bit of an Italian full cheek feel, like. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I don't appreciate like, no <laughs> it <was disgusting. laughs> it's like milk vomit. Horrible. Yeah. There's some good, cool, like weird effects. There's like a gloop effect, isn't there? Yeah. She gets it in the stomach, and then there's like a bit of weird.
2: All well, the gloop drops out of her. Mm. Yeah. That's the
3: only word for
2: it. <laughs> we get a little bit. We get a little window into Sarah's grief, don't we, when she's in the dark room, mm. and. Um, not that kind of dark room, Jonathan, but like...
1: <laughs> and Jeremy's got some
2: <laughs> yeah, the ghost Yeah, the ghost of the boyfriend pops mm. up behind her. Hot. Yeah, really hot. Terrible waste. It's so much sadder when hot people die. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes.
2: Um, and we see that she's, like, alone and miserable and stuff. Anyway, so after the dream, knock at the door. Here she is. La farmers peering through the spyglass, telling her that she needs to get in because she's lost... She's broke down. Mm. And Sarah is not stupid. From the get-go, she's like, no, you're not coming in. My husband's upstairs, asleep. And then she replies, I know your husband's not upstairs. He's dead. Yeah. That's L- great. Let me in, Sarah. So, it was auto, you know, automatically terrifying moment. Um, Sarah does all the right things again. She phones the police, doesn't she? And the police come. They're useless. Um, I love that shot of uh, Lafam from outside the house where she stood looking through the patio windows. Yeah. it's Yeah.
0: Um, just uh, just like the
2: silhouette that's brilliant and then she lights a cigarette
0: and then when she she punches the window yeah and cracks the cracks the glass yeah and you always think the window's gonna break Mm. then and something's gonna happen because it sort of fragments after the event as well
1: yeah I think they keep they have quite a few bits where like it ramps up the tension like something's gonna happen and then nothing does yeah like it kind of builds you up and then I think it
3: yeah, because they have that first bit where she doesn't see look out the window and it's it's setting you up for over jump and then she just looks out the window and then walks away because that yeah. happens. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And it does that a few times, like mm. where the cops come back around the corner and it feels like there was like this really tense moment and then there was nothing. Yeah.
2: Um. So the police are useless; they leave and then um, that woman
1: dismisses that she took a perfectly good photograph. of the I woman. thought that they could do something with that picture, and she just goes. Oh, that's not about us. Yeah, we can't <laughs> use that. like
2: f froze it away. Yeah. Um so Sarah's sat watching the riots news about the riots on the T V and the amazing visual effect of um you think it's just like a black space behind her. But it's actually she's got in, Beatrice Dell's got into mm-hmm. the house somehow. And you only realise when she starts to sort of float away oh. ghost like from the camera. So it's so um it reminds me of Michael Myers again. Yeah, it's, Michael, yeah, it's, fine. it's Michael Myers in reverse because Michael Myers comes in, mm-hmm. doesn't he? As mask oh, appears the into the light, as she goes. She through is the light. Sh- yeah. Oof, she's great. Great, the shadow.
1: Yeah, she's the shadow. That is like I'm surprised I haven't seen that replicated mm-hmm. more. Well, I've never, but like, why hasn't that been replicated? I know. I I'm surprised some shitty Hollywood film hasn't ruined that for us.
2: Well, they we remade this. There's an American remake of this. Uh, I've never, I'm never sure watched like, it. I've not seen that either. Yeah, I've never watched it. I don't think the ending's the same. Put it that way. Yeah,
3: so the Martha's
0: remake was bad enough. So. Yeah. I don't
2: know. So she's in. She's got the big pair of scissors. She's dipping the scissors in disinfectant.
0: Yeah, because Sarah's gone to bed, I not yeah. she? She's, she's she's fast asleep because La Femme is being quite noisy around the house. Does
2: she like set off one of the kid one of the baby's toys in the in the nursery?
3: Well, that's it. She goes into the. Like the, the, the kids' room and start yeah. playing with all the mm. the kids' toys and throwing the clothes and sniffing, sniffing baby goes. Sniffing <laughs> goes. Well, I suppose that's a
0: that's a hint of what you know. Why yeah. she's do do, doing what she's doing. I was like talking baby clothes. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I, was, I thought it was Sarah's clothes. I thought it was <laughs> Sarah's underwear. Sarah's dirty knickers. Yeah,
1: I think it was pretty obvious what was going on. Yeah, like, mm. I don't know. As soon as you have a pregnant woman and another woman coming after that, I think. Yeah. Yeah, there's only two real characters in this film. Yeah,
2: yeah. And you have a car a accident where you only see one side. Hmm. Yeah. It's going to something to do with the other side. Yeah. So she um, she, she um, lifts up Sarah's... She opens Sarah's nicely, isn't she, and the big pregnant bellies there. And then she gets the big giant scissors and then, like just slowly traces them up mm. her pregnant belly mm. to the belly button and then jams the scissors into mm. the belly button. It's so horrible. Obviously, that wakes Sarah up. And um Sarah tries to fight back and gets like the scissors stabbed in her face. Yeah. It's just all And so from there on in, it's just stabs and squelches and crunches and blood and everywhere. Um there's a good fight between them. Sarah whacks it over the heads with a lamp, doesn't she? And then goes and hides in the bathroom. And she's in that bathroom for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um
1: uh, pregnancy trauma is just there, like it's literally the worst thing to see on camera it is it's the worst yeah it's so, awful it's
2: so upsetting to see isn't it yeah and then when she gets into the bathroom you're like <laughs> oh. oh and now the water's so good yeah but I imagine the stress would
1: probably
3: bring on anyway, wouldn't
2: it yeah baby's on its way Jean-Pierre calls around downstairs and you're like oh here we go here's the, here's the first of the um, the body count he thinks LaFam is Sarah's mum mm-hmm. but then Sarah's mum turns up <laughs> so like,
1: oh. that's a good little that?
2: yeah it's great
0: but
2: the she family has plays that them. part of being the mum for quite a long time. She mm. makes them drink and everything. She does, yeah. She's playing with them. She's like it's like cat and mouse, isn't mm. it? She's toying with them. Um, but Sarah's mum Louise turns up, and she so she immediately like that's what I quite like about this film. I mean, apart from the police are a bit stupid, but everyone else reacts the way you'd react. Mm. So she sees these strangers in her daughter's house, and the first thing she does is just goes runs up those stairs to get her daughter. Unfortunately for her. Mm traumatised Sarah's got hold of like a knitting needle and is waiting for Femme to come back and then the minute the bathroom door opens she strikes and she stabs her own mother in the throat, in the neck and kills her mum. Mm.
1: Some great spray.
2: Great blood spray. Yeah. Arterial spray along it's the It's great because
3: it's like they've managed to make something that was pretty gross extra horrible as well, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's, she kills her own mum. Yeah. It's like if, if
2: the woman if
3: British style kills her mum then... It, it, wouldn't it wouldn't have the same effect, would it?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so just good. piling extra misery on, the top, on top of it all. <laughs> it really is. It really is. And then Jean-Pierre is um, trying to get up the stairs to help. Oh. And he gets um, the scissors through the back through of his back knee. Of it. Yeah, talk to the
3: front of his knee. Oh. oh.
2: And then he turns around to stop her and gets the scissors in his crotch.
1: Yeah. But right in the dick. <laughs> right in the dick. That didn't bother me that much. Like, it was horrible, obviously, but like, I'm kind of like, I thought something like that was gonna happen, but then when she pulls out and just stabs him in the face, in the like face. full force, that was fucking horrible. Then slashes his throat, and then yeah, it was like stabbing the face, stabbing the face, slice the throat. That was worse to me. That was a lot more like.
2: And then he's still not dead, and tries to stop her. So she shoves, so she smothers him with a cushion and stabs him in the eye through the cushion.
1: Yeah.
2: And you hear the crunch as she like yeah. she grinds and she, it around in his eye socket. It's just awful. She's absolutely awful. I absolutely love her. <laughs> she's just so fucking horrendous. She's great. She's like a force of nature, I think. Um, Lots of crunching and squelching. And then, obviously, the bit where she just goes too damn far when the cat comes into frame. Um, you've
3: got the, yeah. the bit with the glass first, haven't you? She cuts a hole in the door with the glass. Yes. And she's trying to reach for the door handle. And that's
0: when the police come. Yeah, I'm sure. That's a bit later. It's a bit later. It's later. She just She just, the femme sits outside, doesn't she, and she's saying to Sarah, open the door. That's, that. I mean, that, that's probably 50% of Beatrice Doll's <laughs> dialogue <laughs> for the yeah. whole film. Yeah. That line, yeah. repeated, open the door, yeah. open the door. Yeah. Then,
1: I um, want one. Yeah. I don't know, like, in films and that, you, you know the dog's always fair game to get killed. It's very rarely you see a cat getting killed. <laughs> But there's no need to kill
3: the cat. I don't think of cats as that stupid
1: though. Cats, are, you know, I'm sure. Um, no, no, cats aren't loyal. They don't give a shit. No, that's important. Well, that cat say, like, "You're gonna give me some food." Well, I no, mean, they're not I that like stupid. And <laughs> some... See,
0: dogs will be friends with you immediately. Yeah. But she, that cat, that cat wasn't friends with this is immediately. A cat. <laughs> the cat was. She got hold of the cat. She calmed the cat. Yeah. The cat was pairing. Mm. She lured that cat into a false sense of security. Whereas a dog would just be. Immediately, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll
2: yeah. sit
1: on you, yes, yes, much like Stephen, yes. yeah, get off Stephen. <laughs> um, um, it was fucking horrible that I don't ever need to see that
2: again. She crushes the cat's head,
1: basically, and then just like flings it, doesn't yeah, she? Yeah, she
2: flings it. This is like the opposite of so they have to save the cat moments in most films, don't they? Where, where, a, where a character does something nice for someone, it doesn't have to be actually be a cat. Ripley does it, uh, literally, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it doesn't have to be a cat. it's like in um, Three Billboards there's a bit where um, Francis McDormand is that the mm-hmm. yeah. uh, where there's like a there's like a bug on its back in the interview room in the police station and she just turns it over yeah. like that and it's just to show you that they're a nice person so this is literally the opposite it's the kill the cat moment to show yes. you that she will <laughs> do fucking
1: anything she's that evil mm-hmm. um, that goes on my list of just don't want to ever see it again thank you and there's only that, and the fucking 90% of cannibal holocaust on that list.
2: <laughs> yeah. But, well, you know, at least this isn't real. Yeah. That we know of.
1: It's also that yeah, no
3: animals were harmed during the week in but... this. But
2: they, kills. <laughs> 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 they weren't killed.
0: They
3: weren't harmed to dive into something so they <laughs> <without, you know. laughs>
0: Um, so There's just made a point to that killing there, is there? I mean, there is it's, a story because it, it's, it's, that, it's that signal of just how yeah. evil she is. Yeah, yeah. But she doesn't even use that killing to to taunt Sarah. Or hmm. she doesn't even... You did not even know that Sarah even knows that the cat's dead. I know. I did think she was going to say, like, come out and I'll kill the cat. <laughs> yeah. She didn't even bother. She just did it to the hell of it.
2: She did it. The, the, um, I didn't write it down, but Sarah says something, and it's in response to Sarah, what Sarah says. And I can't remember what it was. It's something like when said it won't come out. Basically, mm-hmm. she, she just reacts in anger and squashes the cat's head. So there is that. But it is like a pointless killing. It's just to sh- literally just to show us to show us that she can go that far. Yeah, who wants to
3: take everything
2: from Yeah, a family, a cat, a baby, everything. Yes, yes. a toaster. Let's yeah. Um. The police come back, well, it's different police, but they're, they're here to check up on Sarah. They've got a unfortunate perpetrator in the backseat who's so like mm-hmm. a lad that they've picked up from the riots who's like um protesting his innocence the whole time. Um, this is one of those stretches of reality, isn't it, where they, they need to up the body count. Yeah. Because yeah. there's no way the police would like stop off whilst they've got a perpetrator in the car. I would just take a minute as well. To yeah. check on a pregnant woman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not during the riots. During the riots, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, you can, you can forgive these things. Yeah,
1: if you're going to write yourself into it, a gory horror film that takes place between two people, basically, in one room, it's got to make excuses for yeah.
2: people to show. Yeah, definitely. They, so two of the cops go to check on Sarah whilst the cop, other cop and the perpetrator stay in the car. And he his girlfriend. He his girlfriend, yeah. Um, and then when they get there, sort of, um, Le Femme answers the door pretending to be Sarah. And then, but then they quickly realised, and they, they twig that. Yeah. Hang on, this girl's supposed to be heavily pregnant, and that woman isn't. Yeah. Um. So they make their excuses to get back into the house. Um. But the minute they're in there, they hear the noise upstairs, and it's not long before, um, one of them has got a knitting needle in the eye. Yeah. Mm. And then in the neck. It's yeah, no through
3: the ear.
2: Through the it, ear. Gets it in the eye, and then
3: pulls it out, and then it goes. Yeah. In the ear. Because Sarah pulls out later on. She uses that. That's right. It yeah. pulls it,
2: so she You're pulls right. it out of his head. So the other cop goes upstairs, who's quite hot, to uh, help Sarah. So he's like trying to get it out of the... out of the. So this is the moment where she stabbed her.
1: That's, hand right, the that's where the stuck into the door, yeah. yeah. That's fucking awful as well. Mm-hmm. I like... It's not just like... The fact that the hands being stabbed were just gross enough. Where it's the idea of being stuck with your arm out of this it's, hole, it's like exposed yeah. and smashed. Yeah. And like, you can't do anything about it. That's really horrible. Yeah. He like, gets. Just a hand stab is like, you have well, seen that before, but that's cool.
2: He pulls the scissors out of her hand to help her. He's going to get it out of there. You're like, great, she's been saved. And then half of his head explodes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You don't even see her behind him. You don't yeah. even like have any clue. It's yeah. just
1: half a head. Yeah. <laughs> it did take a while for me to actually register what I'd seen.
2: His head explodes, but it explodes all over Sarah's face yeah. as well. They're just lashing all this blood on top of this girl, aren't they? There's just more and more blood. Um, so she's screwed again. Um, um, and then the other cops come in. Right, aren't so she locks herself back in the bathroom
0: because the, co- the cop who's left in the car is phoning his girlfriend, isn't he? Yeah, and saying, Yeah, have been kept behind with work and blah blah blah. And the pair chases yeah, in the back, was... and then he hears the shot, yeah, yes. yeah, and no. says, We've got to go in, and you're coming with me, yeah, and brings
1: the lad with him. And he's tethered to him, yeah, which I think is a ridiculous move, but Okay, yeah. sure.
2: But he does give the lad a gun, it's like he... a weird, it's not a real,
3: it's not a proper gun, no, it... it's like a weird, I think it's like a riot gun or something. Thing. Flare a flare gun a
2: flare or a cannon yard or something like that Bizarre. so they go in um, they find Sarah upstairs in the bathroom and they're going to help her there's a great Michael Myers moment where they're helping her they're putting bandages around her mm. and La Femme just walks past the door like, <clears> dead <throat> casual <laughs> nobody notices her that's really cool yeah, that's um, funny. she hits the lights so it's all dark uh, the house plunges into darkness and um, the cop and the young lad are tethered to each other trying to fix the circuit board downstairs. Mm. And then next thing you see the big flare gun, cannon gun thing come into frame and shoot the cop in the head. Mm. And then the poor lad's like begging for mercy on his knees. He did
1: that off camera, that shot. And I feel like that's so weird. In a film where like so much violence is on screen. Why didn't he show that cop getting shot?
2: I think because he comes back. I think because he gets up, so
1: I think yeah, they were they keeping it... A,
3: they didn't want to ruin the surprise when him coming back. They
2: were keeping it ambiguous,
3: he as to... He didn't look like he
1: was put in very good shape. Well, I some, would have believed he was there to be... There's certainly. some theories,
2: uh, which I've never seen confirmed, that he's meant to be a zombie. He did look like a zombie. Mm-hmm. There's theories that it's just like, they were just like, right, we're going to put a zombie in there as well. I'd
3: think he was... It's a Christmas
1: miracle. <laughs> it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> a miracle. Zombie <laughs> like right. Jesus. Um, right, so riot Right. Zombie apocalypse. Zombie <laughs> apocalypse. <gasps>
0: Say. A rug pull from Martin Fantasy? Something
1: you're thinking about. Well, when he showed up and we're skipping ahead, but we'll go back. Um and he turned the lights on, it, so obviously he's facing the other way. And for like a split second I was thinking, is he like in on it? Was he like mm. him boyfriend who was also in the car? And something about the phone call earlier on was like to throw us off. And I was thinking that there was something else there, and then he turns around
0: and he's like with a freaking zombie face, and I was just like, no. Yeah, I had the exact same thoughts at that moment when he's when he gets up and turns on Sarah. And I does. Out God, around. is it all being? Is it all being just a, a fake thing? Is this not? Is this not one lone woman yeah. trying to get trying to get the baby? Yeah, is this something more?
2: The um, film subverts your expectations again and again, doesn't it? Because. Mm-hmm. Whilst all this is happening, Sarah's just gone and laid on the bed, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Now she's laying on the bed, but I mean, she's lost loads of blood; she's in shock, so you can kind of forgive that. But then, after the femmes finished the guys off downstairs, she comes up for a bit of lazy, lazy action and gets on top, of straddles Sarah, and starts like licking her and stuff. Great silhouette with the with the shoe with mm, the boot heel, yeah, De- yeah. Amazing. He That's amazing, so stylish. And then Sarah bites a big chunk out of her face, mm. which is great, and fights back goes downstairs it tends to a big fucking scrap, doesn't it, with are beating the shit mm. out of each other, um, where, she's, where La Femme is booting Sarah all around the room, drags it off into the kitchen, and then Sarah then holds the needle to her stomach and mm. holds the baby hostage, as if to say, you know, this is what you want, then you, you're going to lose it. So La Femme swings a toaster, and swats across exactly. the face with the toaster. That, that is the only word
1: for a swat, just literally the, right the face. Where I, was, where I, I think I said it out loud as well, but I was just like, you're a fucking bitch. She's <laughs> like, such a bitch. Like, that was just when I drew the line. of like, she wasn't just audible, she's a bitch.
2: And then she does the thing that she does, which we haven't mentioned throughout the film, whenever she does a killing, she lights a cigarette, like You're she's just, just had sex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she lights a cigarette, and then Sarah um, gets a, a aerosol and sprays it in her face, and next thing, her face goes
1: up in flames. She run, runs away with her head on fire. She runs away with her head on fire. I think this... Bit onwards feels
2: like just black comedy. It's like yeah, because you're like, what the fuck now? You have that, and then you have like
1: the zombie version. Yeah, cool. yeah. And just talk to us, and there's like just a few little bits that are just yeah, this is just funny, you know. They just
2: pile things on, don't they? So she burns her face. Dodgy CGI there, but yeah, sort of forgive it. She makes a spear as well, doesn't yeah. she? She makes a spear, but before that, she performs a tracheotomy oh, on herself because okay. she Self, can't breathe. Yeah.
3: Self tracheotomy. Self
2: tracheotomy. And she like stabs herself in the throat, but then it's the way she wiggles it about in the yeah. wound, mm-hmm. and then you know,
1: and you know, giggling it pop. blood. Yeah,
2: oh, the pops horrible. It pops when it goes in, and then mm-hmm. gurgles the blood, and then she makes herself a spear. So that's what I mean by subverting expectations. So you would
1: have the moment which you compared it to the descent when, in the descent when she comes out of the pool, and she's got the um the axe in her hand. Isn't and she
2: said it as well?
1: Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. she's covered in blood from head to toe just like our oh, characters yeah and she's like looking down, and then she looks up with like dead eyes and you're like oh, she's determined fierce bitch ready to go and take care of a it's the Ripley moments isn't it and she has that exact moment
0: so mm-hmm. duct tape yeah <laughs> uh, just we forgot that bit as well so before she goes off with the spear, she the a roll of duct tape you know we all have that on our kitchen surfaces don't we <laughs> Yeah, she didn't look for it, did she? No, she didn't look for it. She just reaches for her yeah. the kitchen surface and then wraps it round her throat. Yeah.
2: Gets a spear. She's resourceful. She resourceful. is. Plucky and resourceful. She gets the spear, has the descent moment, looks to almost to camera to say, right, I am now Lara Croft's womb raider. Mm. And is about to march in. You think, oh my God, this is like the action moment she starts to fight back. And then zombie cop wakes up and punches her in the stomach waxing in the stomach with his with his truncheon. Truncheon. So it's that's not gonna be what you think it's gonna be at all. You're like, what the, the fuck? That's where the glue probably it is. That's where lots lot of glue. You know, yeah. Just falls out. Lots of glue Falls out babies on its way. And then so this is some about like the, the sort of the layers to it for me. You got that anger and that um sadness fill of him, But now her and Sarah become a team for the split <laughs> second they become a team. Yeah. Because she sees the baby's in danger. Lafemme sees the baby's in danger. And fucking stabs the Zombie Cop with the spear. So she's like defending Sarah for a yeah. moment. And then um Sarah goes into Labour. And I don't think Lafemme was gonna cut the baby out of her until she
0: says it's stuck. Yeah. See, Wikipedia says she Sarah Sarah pleads to her so pleased to the now reluctant woman to perform an impromptu cesarean but I didn't read it like that I thought maybe it's she just, was she was she, she was say saying it's, it's stuck. stuck yeah maybe it's but the I think it's big ambi- I think it's ambiguous that it's whether it's she's yeah. pleading with her or yeah just stating a fact it's stuck yeah yeah I don't think because the pleading. woman was the fan was gonna get that baby one way or another yeah it's and that really. was going to involve that was probably going to involve Scissors. She was
1: going after scissors an awful lot, right mm-hmm. throughout the yeah, and yeah. And at the very yeah. beginning, it that looks like that's what she was going to do. Yeah, yeah. But totally. then it, I do agree that maybe at the end she might have just let it happen by itself. Yeah. But I don't feel like. Not to be like horrible, but I didn't feel like the woman had enough connection to the baby in that way that she'd be like, "Oh my god, please kill me to get it out of me." I didn't get that bad from the character oh you think Sarah wouldn't yeah yeah so I don't think she would plead to save the baby over her life. I don't think because that's not that's not established that she loved there is a line
3: isn't there
1: where she says oh, you don't want this baby I'll look after it yeah I feel like she has yeah. too much trauma connected to the baby yeah, than no. she would put it in like
2: it's like she resents it in a way mm-hmm. you know? yeah, because she sees that as the connection to her dead husband, to.
1: To, and that's fair enough yeah for the context of the film so I don't I don't read it that way mm-hmm.
2: yeah you know what's interesting though, I've I've always seen throughout all the French extremes because I've always bought them in whatever release I could get them. So you get the American versions, you get the British versions, whatever. The subtitles are never that good. Mm. If the, uh,
3: the American ones, especially, tend yeah, to be quite
2: poor. I like, find. So it, for all we know, what that says on Wikipedia could be right, but but, but it's not in the bloody uh, subtitles. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They
1: just mess it up. We changing.
2: need to get Candy Star to come round. We do. Oh, poor who's star. a fabulous What's that film? trans drag queen from Paris that we know. We get her to come round. She can translate the whole film. In fact, yeah. she can actually act it out. She, she was acting was. out. She was. Acted <laughs> out. <laughs> she's acted out in a French Scouse accent that she's got. Yeah, yeah Totally,
0: totally. Um, Stephen, you're Sarah. Your name begins with the same letter. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah. I'll be the mum. Because <laughs> it's at I'll the end. Say, when
1: I mean, she quite like beans. <laughs> <laughs> Probably was.
3: Because uh, when, when she finds her, when Sarah's looking around with the spirit, she's actually quite pathetic, isn't she? When she finds her just like cowering in the cupboard with her face melted, yeah. it's.
2: It's like she's defeated, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You
3: feel a bit sorry for her, it's like he's... Well, you don't really, you know what you I mean? She's it's, like a grotesque,
2: pitiful creature yeah, in the corner, yeah. isn't she's she?
3: Yeah, pitiful, not sympathetic. Yeah. Just, yeah. But that's what I meant. And then yeah. she
2: sees the baby in danger and jumps, and the, yeah. that comes back, that fight comes back, doesn't it? Yeah. Can you see how we're twisting this to be in the Le Femme's defence? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because
1: she's so fabulous. Well, she,
2: goes, she wears corsets. She, she does. does. She's got her.
1: She has heels and silhouettes. Yeah. No, No, I I definitely, I think she's more pitiful than sympathetic. Yeah. I don't feel any sympathy for her. She went past sympathy, but pitiful. Yeah, I'll give you.
2: Yeah. I mean, she's had a tough time with it, but she still made that decision that she's going to stab a girl in the stomach, so that's not
1: really sympathetic. Yeah, I just felt like there was a lot of, like... It's the cat for you, isn't it? the cat. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, that's, it's the but that's... It's cat. the arbitrary cat. I felt sorry for the cat, and I felt sorry for the day of the other time, because just felt like, got, like a really gruesome death for no reason.
0: Yeah. Like, and there's no sense of who... You don't actually know whose fault that car crash was. Mm. No. You don't. I don't think it was. You've like just got fault. two cars yeah, yeah. crashed into each other.
1: You don't actually know whose fault it like was. It's not like one of them was texting or something yeah. Like
0: yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't think it was anyone's fault. I think it was just an accident. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. So the film ends with one oh, of the god. most gruesome scenes I've ever seen in a horror movie, which is where she cuts she literally cuts Sarah open in front of you and, and they don't really cut away that much yeah. from, from it. You see a lot of it. Sticks her hands right in. Puts her hands in. Oh god she does. Rubber mm. just rounds. Rubber just have a Pulls the baby out. And then for a while, you see the baby's quite, baby silent. So you think, oh God, I after all this.
3: Think the shot of just the blood flowing down the stairs is amazing. It's yeah, It's just just the blood just flowing down yeah. on the down to the next
2: step. Blood and amniotic fluids. Yeah, and yeah I think that was gloop. Just such a cool lady clip. Lady clip. <laughs>
0: um, there's, poss- there's probably way and shit in there as well. Yeah. There's just everything. Yeah. So the you baby, yourself
2: when you're giving birth to yes, You <laughs> do. It does happen. It happened to Martin three
0: times. Today. <laughs> How are the triplets? Um, is that what we're calling? No, <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: So the baby's silent, so you think, oh no, after all, that is the baby dead. But then it does start to cry. Which, mm. I mean, if you open your eyes and the first thing you see is that fucking burnt face looking down on you, mm. you're going to cry. I thought that was
3: a cool, creepy image. i like, it's, that one back in like, is it. amazing. That's like the end of... Compared to the rest of the film, that one that one single shot where it's all in red, where she's there totally bare to fuck and the babies like that, it doesn't really, you know, you wouldn't really think it was from last, this film, would you? It's got more of a like, grim fairy tale. That's, mm. If it was like an 80s film, that would have been the um, poster. The poster, yeah. yeah. But I just think the way it looks is amazing. That's a brilliant last shot. It's a great shot. Like, it yeah. is
0: like she's a witch,
2: isn't it? Yeah. Definitely. So it's got a bit of a fairy tale style ending. Babies, you know, happy ending for the baby. The baby's alive. Yeah. Mm. I mean, she'll get plastic surgery. A hair will cry back. All this week. And she'll give that baby a good life. Nobody's ever going to bully that kid.
0: yeah uh, No.
2: <laughs> let's face it um, but poor Sarah is dead on the stairs so it's not a happy ending for her career. so there we have it so it's a film that leaves you kind of shocked and into sort of silence doesn't it would you watch it again
1: 100% I, I think it was a great watch it was fun to watch and I think the effects are just amazing mm. so I have no complaints over it I just think I had more fun with um, Switchblade just because I think there's more
2: No well, yeah there's more plot there's more going on definitely more
1: dialogue but <laughs> there's, more dialogue. I, there's nothing wrong with a film not just like gets in there and a mm. short amount of time goes for it all the way and then just like
2: there's never a the boring moment yeah, it? yeah.
1: I wonder if that was great. like
3: on purpose it was kind of like you know with the you know, the idea of these French extreme films is just to literally be as extreme as possible mm. you know just go for it just don't even stop don't
2: even bother with mm. the plot Just
1: which did, makes sense though yeah. you're going to do it then like fucking go for it yeah but totally I just personally for my preference I like something more like, I like the twist and switch mm. and stuff. I think that's a cool little moment that adds something to it. Yeah. I don't think there's, like,
2: something that adds something that takes yeah. it a catch for me. I'm looking forward to, in 2020, exploring more of the French extremes because I think it'd be yeah. interesting to see what you think of those as well. Yeah. This one was directed by Alexandra Bustillo and Julianne Mori, and they went on to make a film called Levide, which I've never watched. Mm. Uh, they made a film called Amongst the Living, which is a strange 80s throwback, Stranger Things type thing about like three young lads who, who um, stumble upon, I think it's like a serial killer in a local deserted circus or something along mm-hmm. those lines. I remember that being very strange. Beatrice Dell's in that as well. Yeah. She's got a small last week.
3: I think I've tried to find that somewhere.
2: It was on Amazon mm-hmm. and I watched it. I was really excited to watch it after watching this and it, it was a bit of a letdown. Yeah. But it's got a really great, scary villain in it. And they also made um, the, the Texas Chainsaw see leather face. Oh. They made that as well. Oh. So, you know, it hasn't been... A, this This was definitely the high point for them and, and yeah. nothing's ever quite matched it since. But I know that they're working on something else at the moment, which sounds quite interesting as well. Could so be a so, sequel. Could be a sequel. I want more. Beatrice Dahl,
3: I think she's like Beatrice Dahl with a burn face on it. know her kids going around murdering people. Yeah, well, that
0: kid would be 12 now. So fetal abduction is a real thing. It reminded this film reminded me of a couple of episodes of my favourite murder. Ah, Uh, interesting fetal abduction Mm. fact. Come on, but my favourite murder. There's been two two episodes involved in fetal abduction. One in particular was a woman who was befriended by another woman who was pregnant. Um, but the second woman, let's call her Tracy. Tracy was on her own, and she presents herself as being really, really vulnerable. Befriends friends this woman and gets involved in her life um, and persuades her that she's pers- persuades the first woman that she's so vulnerable that she's really really on her own and she needs her as a birth partner wow. and then she invites her round to her, f- to her supposed apartment and the first woman realizes there's something a bit wrong because the apartment's like it's in a really run down area of town and all there really is in the apartment is a Daisy L mattress on the floor at, the which, at which point the um she tries to go but she can't because the front door's locked and the woman attacks her right and it's like they my, my favorite marriage to tell it much better it's definitely worth it's horrifying so there's also she tries to actually remove the baby from the woman oh she actually does stab her in the stomach the woman does manage to get out the apartment and go and um escape it's a real thing and apparently between 1983 and 2015 according to wikipedia there were 18 cases of fetal abduction people wanting to actually kidnap babies from inside, from inside. women, women. Um, wow that's heavy and that was that represented six percent of all infant abductions so i'm guessing that's like infants are like two and under or three and under so, that's more and more than 20 infant abductions over, like, a 30-year period in America with fetal abductions. It's
2: real. Wow. There's also a, there's another similar film that we watched. Did you watch it as Christine brought it around one day? It's called Hide and Seek with Jennifer Tilly, and it's where yeah. Daryl Hannah um, is pregnant, and um, there's a mad doctor and his wife who is desperate for a baby, and... They, so Jennifer, uh, Daryl Hannah goes out one day and is involved in accident and dies. Quotation marks. Mm. But the truth is, the doctors falsified her death and they've got her chained up in the basement waiting for her to give birth. So once the, once she gives birth, Which they'll keep the baby and kill her. So it's all about her mm-hmm. trying to get away from them. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Tilly's unhinged in oh, it. Jennifer Tilly. Yeah. Well yeah.
1: That is really way though, actually, just thinking about this film though. She mentions that the doctors told her that no one else survived. The car accident, but why didn't they have to say that?
0: Hmm.
1: Doesn't make any sense, but it's very deliberate that she says that. Yeah. She, she didn't need to say that because it, it wasn't important to the plot that yeah. she didn't know that that woman was alive. So yeah. we don't understand if mm-hmm. there was something that he caught that they were going to include or... Maybe.
2: Again, do we trust the subtitles? True. We need to get Candy
0: Star in here immediately. Yeah. Mm. Um... So, as well as this film and the remake, there's another horror film, actually a horror film called Inside, which was made in between this film and the remake. And what was that? But that stars one member of Bros. <laughs> so, don't get confused. <laughs> <laughs> I only discovered that when I was searching on the internet Luke for this Goss. film, Luke Goss. Is um, one yes. that was in one the Blade films? Yeah, yes.
3: same one. Yeah. He's, yeah,
0: he's, in, yeah. he's done a few films. I think he's in a Sharknazer. Oh, yeah, that's not always. I think it's in Sharknado five. Oh, sorry. Wow. Special. It's up to six now, I think, isn't yeah. it? Shark
3: Nade
2: over So Beatrice Dahl is an interesting character, isn't she? We've just watched a little bit of the making of with her. Um and I was saying wasn't like that you would you would not wanna go head to heads with her in a fight scene, she's fucking
1: crazy. Um in that making of she says to them that they're pro- guy who's teaching her, ha! i just beat you up in front of all your friends. Yeah. Which is a bit much. And then the guy's talking about how you have to tell her to stop punching so hard.
2: So she, um, if you look on a Wikipedia page, I mean, I don't really know that much about her, but I'm now becoming obsessed where I have to find out everything about her because just the highlights are she's been arrested several times for shoplifting, drug possession and assault. And in 2005, whilst making a film about prison life, She met an actual prisoner who was served a 12-year sentence for assault and rape. And she married him. Um, Then the marriage fell apart, shockingly. um, And she got divorced. Um, She also, um, in a French TV interview, said that she used to work in a morgue. And she and her friends used to sell body parts of corpses. And she said that once, whilst on acid, she ate a dead man's ear.
1: I genuinely believe it I, <laughs> I will, do.
2: After watching that performance, I believe her. Um, and I want to know more about her. Yeah. I need to know everything about her. And then we, I need to do a spin-off series all about
0: Beatrice now. <laughs> oh, podcast series. Yes. Um, Bedtime with Beatrice. Better... <laughs> <laughs> Let me your <hurry> ear. <laughs>
2: Um, so there we go anyway. So yeah, um as an alternative Christmas that, would you recommend it as alternative Christmas for Oh
0: maybe we. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah.
1: It's really jolly.
3: Nice to load more but Christmas Carol.
1: Yeah.
2: So um yeah, so that's that's the last that's our last episode for the year two thousand and nineteen. We'll be back in twenty twenty with lots more Fun and frolics and campness and blood and guts and gore and um, inappropriate jokes about pedophiles and
1: <gasps> Nazis.
2: Nazis. Bonecrophilia. room raiding. Womb raiding. Maybe we'll a bit see of how scat. low we can go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. But um, we'd like to thank you all for sticking with us for the de- for this this year. It's been like three years. We're going to go into our fourth year next year, mm-hmm. which is really weird. And um, in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd like to thank everyone for listening. We'd also like to say that um, our listenership has gone up in the last year, um, and um, there's have so got a lot of new listeners, which we're really happy with. with you know, welcome. What we would say is. Um, make yourselves known to us and we'd like you to leave some reviews please the, the podcast live live on reviews so we need some new reviews if you go to itunes or whatever you listen to us if you can leave a review and let you know let us know what you think of us um any ideas you've got for things that you want to hear us talk about um chime in just let us know um a bit tell of i'm pretty tell steven he's pretty you know you're all good liars um <laughs> and uh, yeah tell us what you think of us you know and you can't you know we're, we're open to um good constructive criticism just don't be cunty or we'll come and cut you <laughs>
0: um
2: but yes we love you thank you very much and um thanks also to um the shout out that we've had recently from um from chris brown who does the last horror podcast who's doing video, doing the video nasties podcast at the moment andrew Roberts, who does nasty pasty podcast thank you merry christmas to you both and also um our friends of our podcast who's been a guest rachel nisbet she and senior Ward from twitter have actually got a giallo podcast that's out now called fragments of fear the three episodes in at the moment and it's really good it's really informative it's a really nice chill out podcast because you've both got such relaxing voices <laughs> so it's really nice to listen to and you gave us a lovely shout out in your last episode as well so thank you very much for that merry christmas to you So you can get me on Twitter. I'm at Johnny Larkin. You can get Stephen Moore. At hst99. And you can get Jonathan
0: Butler. Uh, Cthulhu502. Where can we find Martin? I'll be on your patio by your French windows smoking a French cigarette. in okay. French heel. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas.